The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Go. Our intro into our pre-show. We're going to bring back the pre-show. <clears throat> We're kicking this around. We're feeling the pre-show. We're feeling the pre-show. I should have made a graphic for the pre-show. Yeah. I can still do that. That's, well, that's okay. We're going to... Okay. We're going to... We'll, we'll knock out the kinks we'll, a little bit. We'll knock out the kinks a little bit. I, I was... Basically, what happened was last night, I was, I was listening to some old podcast, as I am wont to do, and uh, I re- I remembered, I was like, oh yeah, we used to do the pre-show. Back before we were not on Facebook every day, we would do the pre-show to let people uh, matriculate in, find their way in. Um, <laughs> people so. are pumped about the pre-show. That's right. Phil Vaney said in all caps, pre-show! Pre-show back, baby. <laughs> pre-show back, baby. Uh, Powers is walking in, too, so it's... A little bit more. Yeah, we're doing, he said, we're "I'm missing pre-show. the pre-show." We figure we'll do. We're gonna we're gonna experiment with the pre-show. Um, we want to make sure that we are including our TFTers a little bit more, uh, and so this is one way that we can do that uh, is to uh, to get the pre-show. So, uh, who's in the house, Ashley? Um, in the house so far, we've got Guy Frazier was the first one. He said, "Yo, uh, Phil Vaney again with the pre-show." Pre-show. John Velo People said, love "Hello." The pre-show. Yeah, they're. Uh, so this Ooh. is this is going to be an interesting. Can we yeah. turn on, we turn on oh. Powers, Mike? Sorry, Powers. Um, there we go. You want to say that again for us, Powers? So do you have to be first four through the door because it's the pre-show? Or, so that's or the interesting thing, it, right? And, and we need to. We this is something that we I this literally decided yeah. to do uh, at like ten o'clock today. He rolls up to my desk and says, "Hey, we're doing, we're a, doing pre-show. a pre-show," and I said, "Okay." Um. So we're all need to iron out the kinks as far as how this uh, affects first four through the door. Maybe. In the on the days that we have the pre-show, we don't do first four through the door. I don't know, but then that would really ruin the integrity of the. I think that what we should do is I think people you be can tune for in. Your loyalty. People like, can tune into the pre-show so we can talk to them, and then I mean we could do the moment like the first four people to comment after the credits roll. Boy, that's that's dangerous, because here's the thing, our comments versus like how are you going to know when the comments start well i mean i watch the facebook feed so when the facebook feed ends mm-hmm. then i could do it that's one thing i need to get better at is what we could we could do a pre-show the vote. feed as the show's going on because i don't yeah. see the que- you know i'm always surprised by if there's a recruiting question at yeah the end. yeah you gotta be you gotta be you gotta make sure you're, you're like there's no preparation those recruiting questions are like off the cuff so i'm getting a haircut today it, we're always synced up on the haircut. Are you getting a haircut today? I, get, I would should get a haircut today. Whoa, it's a Greg thing. <laughs> it's a Greg thing. It's a Greg thing. Um, we uh, I should get one every three weeks, but I push it to four. No, I'm I need one. It is. Oh, long. here we go. Mies wants to know. He said, uh, "Let's talk QPR before noon hits." We can. Uh, QPR's riding the struggle bus a little bit. Took a couple L's. It's okay. We're gonna bounce back. Uh, I, w- the weird thing about QPR this year, if you're interested in championship football. QPR can score like crazy, okay? They are actually really, really good offensively, and they can't stop anybody. <laughs> so every match they play is like 3-2 to two or like 4-3. to three. It's like a white-knuckle ride, but it's fun. They're entertaining. All I ever ask of the sports teams that I care about are that they're entertaining. This is soccer talk, I'm assuming? Soccer talk, yeah. Oh, see, I, um, I didn't even know. <laughs> so a couple of people are still they're, – they're just now tuning in, and they're asking what we're doing. So we're doing we're a the pre-show. pre-show. We're gonna have starting tomorrow. We'll have a, a, a lower third that says pre-show. Pre-show, yeah. Down here, we'll get there. Um, but yeah, we. Uh, so yeah, we we come we on early we every now out, and then. Yeah, we figure we knock out a little bit of pre-show. We'll we'll um, we'll we'll knock this out a, a few times. 
Trying trying to switch things Should up. Should we name the pre-show? Like stale. No Holds Barred? Or would anybody like if you would like to uh, name the pre-show? Uh, we will get to your best names in, in, in final thoughts. Yeah. Let us know what you think the name of the pre-show should be. Uh, if you have a clever name, don't just say the pre-show. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> yeah, we just call it the pre-show. Until you know, we because we'll idea. probably be trying to sell sponsorship to the pre-show hey soon. Now. If you would like to sponsor would the like pre-show. Sponsor like the Sonic. Pre-show. I'm still on the Sonic sponsorship bandwagon. You have got we to should. stop name-dropping non-sponsors. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, Sonic, <laughs> sponsor us. <laughs> As as everybody knows, our uh, our whole marketing ploy is to simply mention companies and then invoice them later for the uh, mostly barbecue companies or uh, Sonic. Yeah, Sonic. I've been trying to get Travis <laughs> sandwiches. I've been, try- I've been trying to get Travis Heim on this for years. What is what you want, Jimmy John's? Isn't that what you? Listen, I like Jimmy John's, but if but I'm telling you that if if Heim Barbecue were to sponsor this thing, oh yeah, Travis Heim, we bacon, follow each other on Twitter, buddy. Bacon burn ins, <laughs> make it happen. <laughs> Uh, okay, so three show back. Uh, we'll start. Uh, we'll try starting about eleven fifty-five uh, for the next couple of days. See if you guys like it. Cool, cool. Hey Ashley, we're all right. Hit the theme expo. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. Over there in the jump seat today, back, ladies and gentlemen, from her one-day hiatus, it's our esteemed <laughs> producer, Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley. Hello. What were you doing yesterday? You were off doing secret things? I was off doing secret things with mm. secret meetings. Secret meetings. Yeah. My favorite kind of meetings. Were you trying to just cut the legs out from underneath the show? Were you trying to get me fired? Uh, yeah, we had a meeting about free money, and I was like, I've had enough. I can't do this anymore. Um, and now, here with <laughs> the weirdest and most... Um, I would say arbitrary first four through the door is Ashley yeah. Pickle. We, so we did a pre-show. Well, how, we don't know okay. how we're going to do first four through the door. They may not be uh, – they may simply not sync up. Oh, well, mm, actually, everyone's commenting, like like after the thing, like we said. Mm, okay. So who, then so, who are so, Ashley yeah, Pickle? We do we, have we the will, first four through the door. We will call this Ashley Pickle's first four through the door. There we go. Uh, Allison Brown, Aaron Flynn, Daniel Agnew, and Matthew McSpadden. Okay. So they did. They uh, Someone like – Allison said, hi, everyone. And uh, Aaron Flynn said, first, second, but still first four. <laughs> so it counts. <laughs> wow, what a, what a shout out to Aaron Flynn. Uh, Greg Powers is here, next little athlete. What's going on? Hi, Powers. What's up? Good to see you, buddy. Um, today is Wednesday, November 6, 2019. 22 days until Thanksgiving, episode 852. 852, the number of hits for Larry Parrish in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. Larry Parrish. 
actual good actual good baseball player. We're getting to the point now where with these Rangers fun facts, we are getting fewer and fewer spares, which is fine, I guess. Right. On today's show, guys, it's this week in recruiting, our recruiting segment where we talk a little bit of recruiting with powers. Then, big, big, emphasis on the big, large. We will be announcing the 25 semifinalists for the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year Award. Woo! And Power's going to stick around so we can comment on it because we were having a conversation. We even made some late changes. It's been so fun. It this, has really been fun. This has been, this is literally one of the most stressful things in my, in my, in my job is, to, is to, to narrow this thing down. Is to narrow it down. And by the way, we went from, uh, we, we, we put out a 100 player watch list. That was hard. Right. Now we're down to 25. That's very difficult. And then in a couple of weeks, we will have to be down to 10 finalists. I don't know how we do it. It's, it's rankings are tough. So you think making the the <laughs> so you're saying and I love I love to hear this. So you're saying the player rankings in a way for the top 25 uh-huh. is a little tougher than the team rankings. Yes. Oh yeah. No, 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 for sure because I think with team rankings they're, in the end, you can default to just what their win-loss record is. Like, in the end, there does come a point where a team is 9-0, and and we just have to admit right. that they're good. You know what I mean? Uh, things, things sort themselves out. There are hard data points on that. With, with this, it's like you're trying to measure, like, value and how important these guys are to their team and how good they are. Right. It's just it's insane. So. That's the way. So we, we'll talk about it more once this week in recruiting gets starts. going, once it starts. But we updated the top 100 this week. And, you know, at Next Level Athlete, we're constantly redoing recruiting rankings, player rankings. But here at DCTF, we have a cutoff. The top 50 are the four stars. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you want to be in that top 100 list, you know, if you're one of the top prospects in the state. So when you get to 45 through 50, Mm -hmm. the final four stars, that's nearly impossible to do. Mm -hmm. And then when you get to, like, 85 in the top 100 – because when you expand it out to 150, those top 150 players are almost always as good as number yeah. 85. Right. It's so hard to pick. Those are the guys that you agonize over. I mean, you actually lose sleep. Yeah. Over. I was last night. I was thinking about our top 25 semifinalists for the Mr. Tex Football Player of the Year Award, which we'll be announcing here in a moment. Um, and I was like, I was just like, man, should we find a way to put this kid in? And I don't know. And by the way, I mean, it's like. There's so many well, the, good ones. There's so many good players. Like, we are inevitably leaving off, like, hundreds of really good players. Oh, yeah. Especially with the stats that they've had this year. They've oh been gosh. amazing. Some of these stats are unbelievable. And we need to come up with a system to capture better defensive statistics. Yes. Yeah. It would be right. a little easier to include more defensive players if the well, defensive and that's statistics the thing. were and you see that on the Mr. And you see that on the Player of the Week Award, right? Where, yeah. inevitably, there will be more more um, offensive players than defensive players because they have better numbers. But the search is – I mean, we're constantly searching for more defensive yes. statistics, more defensive guys to include in these yes. type of lists. And then, by the way, we have one more thing. that uh, Matt Stepp caught up with Greg McKegg, the head coach at Site Creek, after their big win on Friday. Uh, so we will hear from Coach McKegg, who got win number 100. So we will talk – we will hear from him coming one up. Of our, uh, one of our viewers commented, too, that Coach McCraig was his brother's coach as at Houston Stratford. Oh, nice. He's a great man and a great coach. Fantastic. Well, we will hear from him coming up here at the back half of the show. <clears throat> I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers. And this is This Week. And Cruden. Uh, this Week in Recruiting. 
uh, with Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at G Power Scout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at Next Level D1. Good to see you again, buddy. What's going on? Let's talk about our prospect on the rise. Our prospect on the rise is a guy that I feel like sometimes if your team is really good, you start to get noticed, especially if your team is is uh, is good when maybe we didn't expect them to be as good right. as they are. Then you start getting noticed. I think that's a situation with Tay McWilliams, the running back at Lamar Consolidate. We thought Lamar Consolidate was going to be pretty good, not quite this good, and he has been sensational this year. Uh, and he adds a fourth star uh, to the updated uh, TexasFootball.com DCTF Hot 100. And you can see that entire list at uh, TexasFootball.com backslash recruiting. Uh, the top 100 has been been completely overhauled this week. I mm-hmm. mean, from the, the top uh, five did stay consistent. Uh, but outside of that, pretty much everyone in the top 100 has a new ranking. So mm-hmm. that's something to check out if you're a big recruiting fan or if you're a big college football fan. McWilliams is bringing something special to the table. You know, he's a guy who runs a legit laser-timed 4-4-5, 40-yard dash, and he's, you know, playing at 200 pounds. He's a big dude. Um I think that he's really going to be a problem in the Big 12. He's committed to Baylor, and I think he fits really well into that offensive system. There, you know, under Matt Rule, Baylor's kind of turned into a hard-nosed football team, and this is mm-hmm. the, uh, the type of guy like Samaji Pirine or um, Foreman yeah. at Texas. Uh, was it Armani? Deontay. Deontay. Deontay, Deontay. Foreman at Texas. Chris Warren. Uh, these guys have been a lot of problems for Big 12 defenses, and I think McWilliams is next in that line. And as a matter of fact, Texas recently offered him within the past 10 days. So. Yeah, he's a, he passes the eyeball test. 6'1", six, six, 200. He's got that look of just a big, bruising running back. And the thing that I appreciate, we're watching some um, – he could be a threat out of the backfield. Which is certainly something that, for a guy his size, is, is scary. But it's kind of it kind of falls into we're starting now. We've got enough data points to understand what kind of guys Matt Rule likes right. at Baylor. This seems like a Matt Rule type guy. Well, he's you can see how big and physical he is here, going through some of the blocking drills from the Next Level Athlete Camp. He's a guy uh, who could play another position. Quite honestly, if you wanted him to be a linebacker, he'd probably be pretty good at that yeah. so I mean I think that he could play on either side of the football just a well-rounded athlete and there's uh, four more new four stars uh, in that mix that you can read more about as well um, Andres Carrick South Lake Carroll mm-hmm. Joshua Eaton Audi Mack Parker Washington Fort Ben Travis and Ken Seals at Weatherford um, let's get to our commit of the week and our commit of the week is um, Wiley's uh, Cortland uh, Rousaw uh, he commits to North Texas this is an interesting thing. This is an interesting that's only interesting <laughs> to me. Uh, but I, we have a photographer. Uh, we have, we have a photographer. <laughs> that is a fact. Yes. <laughs> uh, but no, we have a photographer uh, who shoots uh, named Kelvin Kelvin Rousaw. Okay. Who who shoots Wiley? Has to be his dad. Yeah, right? I would think. has to be. Like there can't be two. It's R A U S A W. Has to be that. I've never put two and two together. Uh, anyway. He has committed to North Texas. He had some offers, includes Power 5 offers. Colorado and Iowa State had offered him. Yeah. Uh, but he chooses North Texas, uh, and this is a big-body defensive end. Well, I really like that he's got the size to potentially move inside as he develops in college, but his get-off is like a true defensive end. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a thick lower body, um, and, you know, he's around 240 pounds now, but it wouldn't be a surprise to see him playing up around uh, 270 pounds now – how that fits into the North Texas defensive line scheme is TBD. Yes. Uh, but he's a versatile kid uh, who 
like you mentioned, has P5 offers, that's a really good get for UNT. And that's why they're starting to have some momentum and didn't underneath the Seth Luttrell. They're able to get these type of guys, and they're able to do it in state in Dallas. Yeah, and, and this is, to me, the this is the mark of success. If you're looking for how to measure success for North Texas, because North Texas, is I hate to break it to you, North Texas is never going to have the number three recruiting class in the nation. It's just not right. going to happen. But if they can consistently beat out-of-state Power 5 programs – on the level of Colorado, on the level of Iowa State, right? If Alabama wants a kid, they're going to come in and North Texas is not going to get the right. kid over Alabama. But that should be the mark of success for a recruiting uh, for recruiting would be if you are able to go and beat teams like Colorado and Iowa State for a kid to stay local. That's where they're going to have the biggest advantage. And so this feels like a real coup here for Mean Green. Well, and they've done a really good job in the trenches this year, I feel like, because you have – uh, Cortland is named to add to a list that like to to Shawn Johnson from Killeen, mm-hmm. who's a really good defensive tackle prospect, and then on on the offensive line you have guys like Cade Cade Bond, Jet Duncan, and Eric Williams, who are really setting the table for what they're going to do in the trenches, and. I think that's very important as you project success. You know, you need these big bodies. Yes. Uh, it's Greg Powers, the Next Level Athlete, joining us here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation. Hashtag TF Today. Let's get to our underclassman of the week. Our underclassman of the week, we go down to the PA. Port Arthur Memorial cornerback Jalen Gilbo. The, nice. Uh, the, uh, a cornerback there for the class of 2022. So he is a sophomore right now. Uh, he has two new SEC offers, uh, which gives him three now. Uh, he had an A&M offer. Now he's an offer from LSU and Arkansas. Um, safe to say the secret's out on this kid. I'd say so. Yeah. I mean, I think that when your first two offers are Texas A&M and LSU, like <laughs> it's who, not a bad track record. Who's going to be next? I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. be surprised to see him go from like three to 15. Like the Dallas Cowboys going to offer him next. Right. And his tape is just now um, hitting the scene. You know, a lot of these tapes are uh, kept private until the end of the year. But now he has highlight tape that you can actually see his talent on on tape and see what he's bringing to the table. He's a true big-bodied cornerback, you know, mm-hmm. right around that six-foot mark, um, who has offers from some of the best defensive back-producing schools in the country now with LSU and Texas A&M. I mean, Texas A&M's done a good job with mm-hmm. uh, Landon DB's uh, the last couple classes. And you know what LSU's bringing to the table yeah. from a defensive back standpoint. So yeah. they, I think they – no. Yeah. A good defensive back when they see I him. think so. And so I think the secret is out about Jalen Gilbo, the cornerback from Port no. Arthur Memorial. Nicely done with the name, Thanks, by the man. way. Well, listen, he's Southeast Texas, right? We're getting down there towards Cajun country. It ends with B-E-A-U. Uh, I don't know. It was, just, it was a shot well, in the dark. Uh, there, there was a question for me, and I called in our East Texas specialist from the woods, the Piney uh, Woods. Gabe Brooks helped me out a little bit with this listen, one. Listen, man. And I wondered, <laughs> I actually wondered if it was Gilbo or Gilba. Gilba would also be a very. In fact, there are Gib- definitely no. Sorry, Giba. 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 That Gibo. sounds like a like with the H Wally. On the end, <laughs> you remember the movie Wally? Eva. I think that's past my time. I am. I, uh, you have a. I mean, y'all Wally both have kids. Like, I must have been like my kid is eleven months old. Maybe he, he watch, really likes he Wally. Doesn't watch, he doesn't watch robot movies. <laughs> well, he's missing out. Uh, let's finally let's get to our recruit of the week. Our Terminator. Recruit, our recruit of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been watching a lot of teeth. <laughs> um, Rockwall wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba um, is quite good at sports. Um, four ca- uh, nine take. catches, three hundred twenty-five yards, and four touchdowns. He's up for Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week. We will find out shortly if he's up for Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year. 
Um, he's the number nine that prospect in the terrible. state of Texas. Uh, this guy is a superstar and is just he keeps doing the thing. He keeps doing the good sports thing. We were talking about Ohio State's wide receiver class. They signed Garrett oh Wilson God. from Lake Travis yeah. last year, who's starting as a true freshman for Ohio State. They have Jackson Smith and Jigba coming in who – you know, ha, ha, the argument is to be made that he's he's the number two wide receiver prospect in our rankings um, right now. Demond Demas is number one, so they're both in the top ten. So Ohio State has came has come to Texas and got some very good wide receiver talent, yes. but he's not even the highest rated wide receiver on their commitment list because they have a kid named Julian Fleming who one of the services rates is the number one player in the country who's a wide receiver. Where's he from? Do you know? Uh, Pittsburgh, I think, okay. Pennsylvania, somewhere in Pen- somewhere in Pennsylvania. He's wow. a Pennsylvania kid. So, uh, frightening. Yeah, Ryan Day's offense. I think it's going to keep clicking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say that's probably true. But Smith and Jigba's <laughs> had a big year. He's had another. He was the st- statistical leader last year at the position. He mm-hmm. has a chance to be, depending on their playoff run, uh, he's definitely going to be at the towards the top of any statistical list this year uh, for what he's already done. But I think this is like the cream on the top. Yeah. Game. Nine catches, three twenty-five, yeah. four TDs. The one-hander. Here's yeah, here's the, one, the f- yeah the yeah. High, the the viral moment. I mean, this is the this is the icing on the cake. You know, one of the things that I think goes underrated about Jackson Smith. We talked a lot about him on this on this uh, segment. His strides. It's like he's taking one and a half steps for every everyone else's one. Like he's just like he just he like. I don't think, and this is not a hot take. He's not the fastest receiver that's ever lived. He's but not. He ran a laser time four five. He's quite fast. I want to be clear, but he's not like overwhelmingly oh my gosh he's this like he's a superstar like right. this burner right uh but what he does is that his strides are so long that he just keeps pulling away from you there are these guys you know that you come across that are abnormal yeah in a good way when it <laughs> relates to sports yeah. um he is one of those that moves abnormally quick for how big he is yeah uh he has an uncanny knack for being able to catch the football mm-hmm. you know wherever it is he can flat out go get it and he plays through pain you know yeah. he's one of those guys who if he gets nicked up or banged up he's not coming out of the game yeah you know he's missed some games because that's the style of player he is uh but it's hard to get him off the field and that's really why uh we're so high on jackson smith and jigba i think i mean i'd have to research this i think he's the only two-time recruit of the week this year look man he's just different he's just different <laughs> uh finally uh let's get to our this week in recruiting game of the week it's back the colony and little elm uh little elm came out of the gate strong colony has been strong they lost last week yeah. first going to penance in a tough one but these have dudes all over the field ryan watts is the guy that everybody knows i think from hebron yep but hebron's got Darius snow hebron's got a lot of really interesting players and then the colony i think is pretty loaded too did i put hebron in does it say yeah it says hebron safety he plays for the Colony. Oh uh, right? yeah, no, he plays for Little Elm. That's a Little that's Elm, a that's right. That is a copy and paste error uh, from last week's game of the week, <laughs> where I did the game of the week, but you were gone. Yes. So we went to Hebron oh, and yeah. Louisville last week. So Ryan Watts plays for Little Elm. He's committed to Ohio State, uh, playing wide receiver, defensive back for Little Elm, and the Colony's loaded up. They have a 2023 running back that I'm really excited to see in Camden Wesley. Uh, they have a, one of the top uncommitted defensive tackle prospects in the state, Marcus Moore. And then, of course, they have Christian Gonzalez, who is committed to Purdue. So a Big Ten kind of flavor uh, in this game. But I like this game because it's, you know, the Colony and Little Elm, 
I don't know if is it, it if it's like an official rivalry. It should be. We but need to start stamping these things. These guys have been in the same district for I don't even know how long. Yeah. So this is a game that uh, is always uh, fun to watch. So I'm excited to see the calling in Little Elm. I know that these kids grew up playing youth league football together, so it's one of those Yeah. in North Dallas, mm-hmm. one of those like DeSoto Cedar. In the burbs. You don't want to compare this game to DeSoto Cedar Hill. <laughs> yes. But it has that feel to it with these guys all knowing each other, playing with each other. Yeah. I So I've I've been to DeSoto Cedar Hill um before that game's thursday by the way and of yep. course it's a prospect factory um i can't do it anymore like there's it the media crush there is too much for me i just can't i can't do it that's just me that's just me right uh well it takes the it's it's a traffic game very traffic you know what i mean like it's it's and the fact that it's going to be streamed on wfa.com tomorrow there you go there's a little plug for my buddy Mike Leslie. Um, we have a question. I was going to say, Ashley, what are what is our people saying? Um, the people are saying first off, Meese wanted to know, uh, will we have an all name team this year? Ooh, recruits or just in Texas? I think it'd be fun. It would be fun, and there's definitely some that we need to get through. Um, that yeah, I, I um, there's two. There's a princely and a prince. Yeah. Rated in the top fifty, which is pretty cool. Unique. We we'll work on that. No promises, but we'll work on that. Um, and then one more here. Um, Sean Burnett wanted to know, he said, Greg Powers, you hearing anything on 2022 linebacker Justin Medlock of Manville? Yes. Uh, he's an up-and-coming prospect. He, We rate him as a guy who is going to get strong P5 looks. So wow. I think Manville is back. Man, Manville, no way. Has yeah, some, has they some have prospects. <laughs> well, you, the interesting thing for me with Manville is that Shadow Creek is so loaded – and Manville's still loaded. Mm-hmm. Just think if they were still one team, what it would really be like. Because I, I'm i really excited to potentially see Shadow Creek make another run through the playoffs. But Manville's right there having another strong year. Uh, but there's so much talent down there in that area. Um, he's Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. He's going to stick around for the next segment. But follow him on Twitter at, next, at G Power Scale. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter on Next Level D1. So thanks, Powers. Uh, real fast, too, by the way, just wanted to let you know, there was like five or six people that commented about my Wally reference that that was the first thing that they thought of, too. They said that would have been a good drop for a soundboard that we don't have. Uh, but we'll a, get there. I feel like this is a reach. I feel like this is a reach, too. All right. <laughs> <laughs> We're at Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell, and, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. There has never been a better time to become a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider. We've got the recruiting magazine coming out here in about, i got to send this puppy to press in a couple weeks, and then it'll come out like early part of December. You've got some work to do. You owe me some work. Um, and then, uh, so you get that. You also get, but there's also a ton of online content at TexasFootball.com, including our new playoff projections are up. Matt Stepp's mock realignment is up. Um, computer projections of every game this week and every game during the playoffs. Uh, computer rankings of every team. Uh, access to our archives. All sorts of good stuff. Uh, the snapshot numbers. All that online for Texas Football Insiders. Also, Tep and Step. Matt Step and I talked for 77 minutes about high school football. If that's the kind of thing you're into, <laughs> and judging by the fact that you're watching this show or listening to this podcast, you probably you are. are. <laughs> um, TexasFootball.com insider to become Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Aaron Flint said I should call y'all boomers. <laughs> like, remember. Because we don't know <laughs> Wally. Is this another Wally? Is this another Wally thing? Yeah. Okay. The people love Wally. <laughs> Do they? Apparently. Okay. 
Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the leading publication for all things football in Texas and Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl, proudly announced the 25 semifinalists for the Mr. Texas Football High School Player of the Year presented by Wells Fargo. Mr. Texas Football presented by Wells Fargo annually recognizes the most outstanding high school football player in the state of Texas. Each week, fans are given a choice to vote for the Player of the Week on TexasFootball.com. On December 6th, 10 finalists will be named. Fans will then cast their vote. The fan vote will count as part of the... Uh, part of the overall process for uh, for determining the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year uh, this year. 2019 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year will be announced uh, prior to the 2019 uh, Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl, which will be played Friday, December 7th, 27th at NRG Stadium in Houston. Previous winner, winners include the 2018 Heisman Trophy winner and number one overall uh, pick, Kyler Murray. He's a two-time winner at Allen. Uh, 2012 Heisman Trophy winner, Johnny Manziel. He won in 2010 at uh, Kerrville Tyvee. Uh, former Texas Longhorns running back, Jonathan Gray. Tampa Bay running back, uh, Jacquez Rogers. Current Oklahoma State quarterback, Spencer Sanders. Uh, and Carolina Panthers quarterback, Garrett Gilbert. Mission Veterans Memorial quarterback, Landry Gilpin, now at Southwestern University, took home the honor in 2018. Without further ado... It's my pleasure to announce the 2019 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year semifinalists. Fort Bend Marshall athlete Devon Achan, Converse Judson quarterback Mike Chandler II, McLean athlete Ben Crockett, Abilene Cooper defensive back Dylan Davis, Weatherford quarterback Ken Seals, Galena Park North Shore quarterback Demetrius Davis, Lubbock Estacado running back Jeremiah Dobbins. El Paso Americas running back Aaron Dumas. South Lake Carroll quarterback Quinn Ewers. Midland Lee wide receiver Loic Fungi. Decatur quarterback Roman Fuller. Argyle quarterback Bo Hogaboom. Duncanville quarterback Jaquindon Jackson. Mount Enterprise running back Kendra Miller. Pleasant Grove defensive end Landon Jackson. Longview quarterback Haynes King. Hawley running back Colton Marshall. San Saba quarterback Sean O'Keefe. Klein Oak athlete uh, Dwight McLaughlin. Austin Vandergrift linebacker Jax McCauley. Frisco Lone Star wide receiver Marvin Mims. Needville running back Ashton Stretic. Lampasas athlete Ace Whitehead. Rockwall wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba. And McAllen Memorial running back Campbell Spates. There they are, your 25 semifinalists for the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year Award. We will narrow, narrow that thing down to 10. I don't know how, but we're going to narrow that <laughs> thing down to 10 finalists for on December 6th. Voting will then be open at texasfootball.com. Uh, that will count as one, I believe, one quarter of the entire vote. Uh, the fan vote will. So, uh, the Mr. Texas Football semifinalists. There you go. Uh, spanning the state. Every, every region of the state pretty much is, is represented. Every classification is represented. Um, it is a who's who of uh, players across the state. And there are, we were talking about this, there are some incredible players' powers that are left off this list. That's, That's how great. good a year it is. And there are some really fun names on this list. And the first name that I'd like to, you know, at least talk about, because we should bring up, does his kicking and punting statistics count towards his player of the year honors, Loic? Fungi. Lou Fungi, yeah. Yeah, this dude kind of does 
everything. Well, and you talk with uh, Coach Clint Hartman. He'll tell you this dude is out of control. He's so, so good. Uh, a lot of quarterbacks on here, a lot of running backs, but I love that we've got a, a number of defensive guys. Right. Uh, Dwight McLaughlin is a defensive guy, but he's also an offensive. He's kind of a do-everything guy there at Klein Oak. If you haven't seen him, he is a freak show. Um, same thing with Landon Jackson, defensive end at, at, at Pleasant Grove. He has been sensational all year long. And then we got linebacker Jax McCauley from Austin Vandegrift, uh, a guy who I think is, is going to uh, rise up people's uh, – uh, should be on people's uh, list. And Dylan Davis uh, at Abilene Cooper, who's put up an incredible, incredible year so far there at, uh, at Abilene Cooper, has them undefeated this I, year. I think the thing that's probably fair to point out is when you're looking at this list is that a lot of these teams, or maybe all of them, wouldn't be the same if these players weren't no. on them. Yeah. You, know, you know, a guy like Jax McCauley at Austin Vandegrift. This guy, every game, double-digit tackles. Yes. Always around the football, uh, blowing people up. And although his, you know, like his college offer list doesn't mirror the production that he's had on the field, is so important to that team and that community. Yeah. You know, there are guys like that on this list that um, are above the game. It is. This is a who's who. Uh, I have no idea how we're going to narrow this down to 10, and then I have no idea how we're going to narrow it down to 1. It's going to be ridiculous. There isn't a clear-cut favorite, no. I don't feel like, this year. Like no. This isn't a, a unique year where you look at this list and you don't say, I'm looking at this list and that guy should be the winner. This this year, I would say, is a lot closer to last year than it is 2017 when we gave it to Spencer Sanders or 2014 when we gave it to Kyler Murray. Because right. both those guys, I think, were like, oh, it's theirs to lose, right? I agree with that. This year... Man, it feels wide open. Um, I could see any of these guys. And when really is that truly, a really. winner announced? We will announce. We will announce the winner here on Texas Football Today on December sixteenth. That's the Monday of state championship week. So we'll have a time to evaluate this list all yes. the way through the semifinals. Correct. We will. We'll be so able to that's going to be a key factor, I think. Oh yeah. Who who leads their team the farthest? Who has big play? Who has big games on in, on the big stage? That's certainly right. going to be part of it too, because all these guys are incredible. Uh, just curious, has there ever been a defensive player to win the award? That's what Meese asked. Uh, presently, no. It's all been offensive players, at least in my time here. It's since I was here since 2011. Uh, but uh, no, there has not been a defensive guy. But I will tell you that there are a lot of really good defensive guys on this list that are going to get uh, going to get a lot of note, a lot of lot of notice. They've oh, been incredible. Even now, you know, the bigger schools have specialized guys on one side of the football or the other. But a lot of times, you have guys that are really having a split time that kind of you know like Landon Jackson is playing almost every snap on the offensive side of the football at tight end and then still putting up amazing defensive mm -hmm. statistics um, as well so I mean you have guys that have to play both ways and sometimes that can limit what their overall numbers look like uh, but it's good thing that you've taken into consideration uh, those players yeah it's uh, it is a who's who uh, you can see the list at texasfootball.com we will somehow make sure to, to narrow this down. And December 6th, we'll announce the 10 finalists. And then December 16th, we will announce the winner, the 2019 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year. Uh, Tony recommended that we just use a dartboard to figure Listen, out who man, wins it, which I don't think, honestly, at, is a bad at idea. This, at this point... <laughs> At this point, with the the who's who yeah. on that list, like you can't go wrong. That's the good news for us. The good news is that no matter what, whoever we choose is going to be an awesome player. Uh, we can certainly argue degrees here and there, but like right. it's it's pretty incredible. So, uh, all right, we got one more thing to do. Matt Stepp was down in the Houston area this past week. 
uh, uh, caught up with Cy Creek coach Greg McKegg after he won win number 100, career win number 100. Matt Step caught up with him. Here's our conversation with Greg McKegg of Cy Creek here on Texas Football Today. Matt Step, Dave Campbell's Texas Football here at Pridgen Stadium in Cy Fair ISD here with the head coach of the Cy Creek Cougars, Coach Greg McKegg, after a 31-6 win over Houston Memorial uh, to improve to 6-3 and on the year, more importantly 6-1 and in district play. Congratulations. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, it sure beats a sharp stick in the eye. There you go. Well, uh, I know you don't, you don't want to brag on yourself too much. You don't want to talk about yourself, but uh, tonight today was a win, win number 100 for you at Cy Creek. Uh, it's a round number. It's a milestone accomplishment, um, and it says a lot about your, your tenure at Cy, Cy Creek and, and some of the teams and coaches that you've had. Uh, not a lot of coaches can win 100 games, much less at one place. Uh, what's that, what, what does the community and, and this accomplishment mean to you personally? Well, I think that uh, what it means, Matt, is that is that Cy Creek has expectations for success. Uh, that we've had a tremendous amount of support from both our, our specific community and for from Cy Fair ISD, giving us opportunities and resources to do the things that we need to do. And I think that uh, you know, I think if you if you try to do the right thing, you know, good things will happen. And I think that's what's happened here. All right, now let's let's talk about the game a little bit. Uh, defensively, I thought you guys were outstanding all day. You really kept uh, their offense kind of bottled up. You, you got a pick six for a touchdown. You scored on the defensive side of the ball. Um, what was the game plan coming in? Do you feel like your kids executed the defensive game plan? Uh, defensively, we played as well as we can play. The only time they had a chance to score is when we had the turnover, you know, in our part of the field, and, and that's the first turnover we've had in, in, in weeks now. So, uh, you know, I thought that our defense, was, the, the plan was to keep those guys in front of us and not, you know, maintain gap integrity, not not give them creases to run through, do things like that, and, and our kids executed beautifully. Uh, they were not able to throw the ball, so they didn't have any balance. So when they don't have any balance, and then it's a lot of runs, and uh, we're pretty good at defending the run. So, uh, you know, I thought that that was an outstanding job by the defense, and I thought our coaching staff did phenomenal work. Offensively, I know it wasn't the cleanest performance, and I know that's, you got some things to work on getting ready for next week and into the playoffs. Um, but, but you know, you guys had a lot of explosiveness and a, and a lot of weapons. I think eight or nine different receivers caught the ball today. Uh, how important is that for you guys to spread the ball around and not, not let the defense key on one guy? Well, you kind of hit the nail on the head. We're our best when everybody's touching the ball. When it's just one or two guys, and they can focus on those one or two guys, take that away. When everybody's touching the ball, we're distributing. A lot of people make a lot of plays, and I think that um, we'll fix some things. And you got to get credit. Memorial's a pretty good defensive team. Those guys are pretty sharp. Uh, we didn't playoff play, team. Yeah, and we didn't play as well as we wanted to, but golly, winning's hard. So I'm gonna take every win I can get, and we'll go fix the things you know next week. All right. Now speaking of next week, you got a big one next week against uh, Cy Fair. Uh, there's a district title, a share of the district title on the line. Uh, it doesn't help your playoff seating per se, but it's still a big game in Fair ISD. Uh, I know there's a lot of mutual respect between the two programs, uh, but I know it's, it's one you guys want to win. Oh, yeah. uh, talk about that rivalry and what it means to, to the community of Cy Fair ISD as a whole. Well, the, the Cy Fair Cy Creek game is kind of like the LSU Alabama game. That's, now you get bragging rights. These kids went to middle school together, and they go to church together, and they there's a lot of good football players coming out of these two communities. So it, it's important for us to play well. And I think you know if you do play well, then you set yourself with some good momentum going into the first round of the playoffs. Um, and so we'll be excited. Got late Friday night here at Bridgen. I mean. What more can you ask for? It's going to be fun. Should be a big crowd, right? That's what they tell me. All right. Well, Coach, uh, congrats on the win. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. I know you got a, a busy weekend ahead of you getting ready for Cy Fair. Uh, but enjoy this one for a little while if you can. We'll do it. Thank you very much. Great job. Matt Step, Dave Campbell's Texas football here. Oh, God, there's uh, Step again. <laughs> um, there you go. So, um, there you go.
uh, Greg McCaig, the head coach at Psy Creek. Congratulations to him on win number 100. Uh, and now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. All right, so we got some feedback on what we should name the pregame show. Oh. A uh, couple, couple of different comments here. Uh, so the first one was from Jesse Wyatt. He said, call it fans time on Texas Football Live. Or today. Texas Football Today. There's something there. We're pondering I'm that taking one. Taking it to the people, something like that. We're pondering, okay. Uh, the next one, Aaron Flynn, in the thought of getting a sponsorship, Chicken Express, too quick pregame show. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. The Jimmy John's Freaky Fast. Oh, uh, there we go. Uh, pre-show. Pre Heim's Hot Minute. Heim's Hot, hot Minute. minute. <gasps> oh, sponsor us. Someone come up with something for Sonic, please. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, me said the pre-show before the free show. That's not bad. Uh, because, you know, I mean, we want. Ooh, yeah. You know I love rhymes. <laughs> Mies has struck a chord with me. Um, what Giselle <laughs> knows the way to my heart. He's watched the show enough. The uh, Brent Homan said useless information pre-show, which is not wrong. Tough but fair. Most of the time. Uh, yeah, so those were those. Oh, hang on. Um, oh, there's another one coming in. There's some more coming in now. Uh, pre-game with Pickle. That's a North Texas original right there. Pre-game um, with Pickle. I like we that. We did that at North Texas. Aaron Flynn said Sonic too quick pre-show, which works again. That's fine. Um, oh, ooh, Tony, the babble before the rabble. Another rhyme mm, thing. Pretty good. You know, again, if you rhyme, it's just like it's, it gets <laughs> bonus points. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? It's like it's like there may be a guy with 25 touchdown passes, right? And maybe a guy with 24, but the guy with 24 is doing it with style. Ooh, I don't you're know. You're usually way better at thinking these names up than I am. Like I usually, yeah. you're my go-to. It's like I need to name. I'm this. your pun guy. Yeah, your pun. <laughs> but how, I got a pun guy. But this one, like the, the all you can eat. Yeah. The all you I, so, you know why yeah. why. May, is it because this show's at lunchtime? Yeah, I think that's part of it. I think <laughs> inevitably. Say, yeah, like, I start, my like, stomach starts growling. I know. I do get hungry at the end of this. Got anything else? That uh, yeah, look? actually, speaking, we'll stay on the topic of food. There's one more final thought here. Tony also said, happy National Nachos Day. Uh, National. Brisket nachos for the win. Nachos. Big nachos, nachos fan? I am not. I don't oh. I don't seek them out. I don't oh, like. Boo. I will. I like. But this is weird. I like chips and queso. But, yeah. like, I want to be able to, to determine the yeah. amount on the chip. Well, I can agree with that. My take for nachos is that's not what I'm going to order if I'm a sit-down restaurant, but if I'm at a food truck mm. yeah, type of situation, then the brisket nachos are the go-to. I, I like that. Yeah, that's smart. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Big Greg show today. Um, thanks for spending yeah. part of your day with us. Uh, follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at textball.com. Thanks to Greg McCaig, uh, the head coach at Side Creek. And thanks to Greg Powers. And thanks to, uh, to Ashley or Greg Pickle, whatever you want to call her. Oh, no. Uh, I'm Greg <laughs> Tupper. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow. Text football today. Matt Step, Dave Campbell's Texas football here at Pritchett Stadium in Cypher ISD.